0: In this market, it's harder to grow and when you do, there are more operational distractions slowing your momentum by building and maintaining a global payments and billing system or reconciling revenue data. Paddle and ProfitWell are coming together to take the load off your finance and engineering teams. We make subscription billing, payments, tax and growth products that do it for you. In turn, you focus on what really matters, your team, customers and products. Find out more at paddle.com.
1: I think a good manager manages himself out of the business. I'm an organization developer nerd is also where the US thing is is coming into play. And I like to work on the business, not in the business. You know, so I think if you're in the business, then it's really hard to focus on multiple things. But if you're just working on the business, like on, you know, basically I'm coaching the leadership teams or maybe just the leads of um, these businesses, and this allows me the freedom to do multiple things.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the SaaS Revolution show brought to you by SaaStock, the conference that helps SaaS companies get traction, growth and scale. I'm your host, Alex Thuma, and I'll be looking at what it really takes to build and grow a SaaS company today. And how founders and entrepreneurs stay healthy on the journey. Now on with the show. Welcome to the SaaS Revolution show. I'm delighted to be joined by this week by David Hensel, who's the founder of Managing Happiness, plus a whole bunch of other businesses, which I'll let David explain what I mean there. Welcome to the show, David Hensel. Thanks for having me, Alex. Excited to be here. Yeah, great to have you on the on the podcast. I think I've I've been on your podcast, I think sort of previously, and we've spoken on panels together. You've been to SASTOCK quite a few times, but good to have you on the podcast. I think you know after all this time, and uh, yeah, I, th- I think like I'm I'm really fascinated by what you do and all, all the 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 multiple businesses that you work across and how you manage to do it. So I thought that would be you know quite a good topic to to unpick amongst other things, as well as. Your, your your passion and experience around EOS, which we'll, we'll, we'll also get into. But David, for those that maybe don't know you, let's tell the audience. You know who is David Hensel?
1: I give you the, the quick summary. Originally from Germany, always an entrepreneur. Dropped out of school at a young age, and you know was kind of lost. Found entrepreneurship was like really my thing. Had any, a few startups in Germany, but saw the startup ecosystem in the US, which was very appealing. In the early two thousands, there was nothing in Germany, so I was like, okay, I want to get get over there sold my business which gave me the money to get my investor visa to move to the us moved to los angeles co-founded max cdn content delivery network which we ran for eight years and I had a really good exit and then moved back to my wife wanted to move back to germany i couldn't go back to german weather conditions because you know once you get used to la weather yeah you know you know the feeling being in the uk then you can't really go back to bad weather and we moved to the south southwest side of turkey we're in bottom turkey and today I run a portfolio of different
0: companies. It's a good summary. And I'm quite envious of you living in the the sunshine. I've got sort of, semi- I mean, we're having a good summer here in the, in, in the UK, but uh, it's not as, I think, as good and glorious as you have all year round with the Turkey. And you mentioned there, so you've had now two exits. So one exit, which allowed you to move to the US. You then created Max CDN. You said you had a very good exit with that. Can you share any information? What does very good mean? Can you put anything sort of like behind that and give that a bit of color?
1: We signed something that that we're not sharing it. I said, I guess I can share the multiple. It was a 4X revenue multiple, which was back in the day, you know, 2016. This was like pretty good, you know, but nowadays the multiples are kind of through the roof. So we should have waited maybe a few more years, but it was all good, yeah.
0: So you can't share the revenue, so then... Correct, the correct, <laughs> uh, correct, yeah. I've <laughs> I got, I got to get better at that. But good stuff. So then after MaxCDN, so, you, you know, your second very successful sort of exit. You haven't, you know, taken it easy. In fact, you've gone quite the opposite. You are now running what seems to be, you know, an infinite amount of businesses. Well, I say running, but you're, <laughs> certainly you're involved in a number of businesses. So how would you describe to the audience what it is that you do now and maybe also can you put a number in terms of how many businesses you're involved in and and maybe share just like some info about some of them so actually at first
1: i attempted to do the opposite and just like do nothing you know thought like early retirement just going to move to turkey and chill out and sound all amazing but i got really bored and um then i read a book called conscious capitalism which the basic idea is a regular business has to increase shareholders' value. That's the reason why it exists. And a conscious business does good by all stakeholders, meaning suppliers, customers, employees, et cetera. planet, environment, kind of everything that it touches. And then if you have a business like this, it's the best vehicle to have a positive impact in the world. And this was something that was really appealing to me. So I, I leaned into this. And the first thing I started was an outsourcing company because I want to employ as many people as possible, put food on the table, provide them a great work environment, great culture. And this was l 3 Plus. We provide live chat agents and support agents for SaaS and e-commerce businesses. And then I bought TaskDrive. We do lead research and provide SDRs, sales development reps. And I invested into co-founded shortlist.io. We do backlink building, and some new additions to the productized service world or part of my portfolio is Uber QA where we provide quality assurance for you know for for agencies website developing agencies or dev shops and often i i build things because i'm, I'm scratching my own itch you know so i want to oh be great to have this and then okay let's let's we you know we have a big recruiting a big, big training team etc so it was just a no-brainer to build this ourselves and we have also the the tech capabilities and then recover payments. We do fail payment recovery once Churnbuster or ProfitWell has given up, can't retrieve it. Then we have like people reaching out to you to to the to the audience to recover. Then on the SaaS side, main focus right now is UpCoach, which is a coaching platform, helps coaches to run their business better, but also works for agencies to for their onboarding and user communication. We're we're using this in uh, in TaskDrive, in in shortlist, et etc. as the Control panel where where we interact with customers. what works really well. Was like a nice side effect, and yeah. Then we have 50 SaaS. We built a bunch of web apps. And the latest investment was Octet. It's an on-premise email and email marketing and SMS marketing software. And then my passion project. Sorry, it's a long list. I, and I left. I even left a few out. <laughs> my my passion project is Managing Happiness. Where so I help people to figure out their personal mission, vision, and core values and their their habits and which habits they want to cultivate which habits they want to get rid of because i believe that habits determine everything in your life and it's something that's you know i think also allows me to run so many businesses and just be like like i guess self-mastery is is the the name of the game and i'm also sharing this with the leadership teams of my businesses they also go through these courses so they're on their personal a game because how you do one thing is how everything if your personal life everything is in order and you yeah. Then, then it it transcends over into the business. Sorry, long, long, long answer. But yeah.
0: No, no. Well, long answer because so many companies, and I, I'm impressed you remembered them, and I lost count during that. What well, What would you say? And I guess obviously, I know you you set it up in the specific model, but obviously, the let's say common advice is to, like, you know, if you want to succeed, you know, focus on kind of like one thing, do it kind of really well, and and not try to do like multiple things. Uh, you know kind of at, at the same time because obviously you spread sort of your resources what would you you say about that or like how do you avoid that I have, I
1: have three, three, three thoughts on this A I think this is like a myth that VCs spread because you know VCs invest into, invest into the entrepreneur and in the business and they want to kind of keep the entrepreneur focused on one thing Second thought is in the beginning, when I set up a business, I'm very focused, you know, I didn't start this all at at the same time, it's kind of like one by one. But then I always like to, I like to, I think a good manager manages himself out of the business. I'm an organization developer nerd is also the US thing is, is coming into play. And I like to work on the business, not in the business, you know, so I think if you're in the business, then it's really hard to focus on multiple things. But if you're just working on the business, like on, you know, basically, I'm I'm coaching the leadership teams, or maybe just the the leads of um, these businesses, and this allows me the freedom to do multiple things. And, you know,
0: yeah, makes sense. And in terms of like, across all companies, can you share like how many employees, even revenue, if you're happy to share any capital that you have raised, or is everything kind of bootstrap funded by yourself or by customers? We always,
1: I bootstrapped all of my businesses and kind of like had from from previous businesses always some cash to do it. At Maxine, actually, we fake raised some money because with the CDN space, you know, it's a lot of trust involved and we want to say that, hey, we venture back as well because this was like a common question of of customers. So we raised some undisclosed amount and just put in the bank. We didn't have to touch it uh, from from one of our employees' dads who's running a big fund. So, But yeah, I never, never raised any money. Revenue, I don't like to share. Employee count, we're at like, let's say 500 or so. Currently,
0: five hundred employees is is quite a lot. So, how how do you and across, across all of these businesses, how do you manage your time? So, like, what is your role? Yeah, and how are you managing your time to to ensure that you're being the most helpful?
1: In the beginning, I'm I'm, I'm more involved, but as I said, I manage myself out of it. And then once the business is running and i have somebody in place who's the lead, then I just help them with their. 90 day plans just kind of like you know and keep the finger on the pulse with kpis and if like something is not going well i parachute in and kind of brainstorm something with them like hey we could do xyz and then i parachute out again i also do like lots of because i I love to network i love i love people and so i have a pretty big rolodex of people so i like to make strategic partnerships kind of like start start this process you know bringing people together from from my company and, and others and then let them do cool stuff together I think that's like how I spend most of my time.
0: And how do you structure sort of each business, like in terms of your ownership, and then you know the roles of of the 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 team that you kind of bring in or or, or are already there? You, you know, how how does that kind of work out? You know, do you own you know eighty percent or fifty percent, or what, how does it work?
1: Yeah, it's a very colorful mix. Depends on like who brought too much to the table if I started them or if I invested into them or like you know, bought some shares it's kind of a mixed bag what I really like doing is to have a to do a profit split with the person who's leading it because i want to especially the leadership team i want to incentivize them not for revenue just like actually for profits because i'm a bootstrap guy you know so I, it's not about like crazy growth and grab market share it's just about like you know having a sustainable business that's running for a long time so I want to be, be aligned that profit is, is the goal and I like to do a 50-50 profit split, so 50% of the profit each quarter stays in the business and the other 50% we split up between the leadership team you know, so everybody is kind of like bought, bought in and and then at the end of the year it's, it's the, the, the profit that we want to take out is then based on their percentage of ownership You know, but I kind of like, like to have that everybody has skin in the game and feels the pain if something goes good or something goes bad
0: is there a timeline for managing yourself out of the business, uh, you know, or does that depend per company?
1: It re- really depends how fast I find somebody who is, is really capable and how fast, you know, just it's, yeah, sorry, ca- can I give you a clear answer? It's just like organically always gross.
0: What's the the biggest challenge then that you currently face within, let's say, the business in ge- in, ge- in like, Working across all of the businesses, and then how are you tackling that?
1: I mean, the the biggest challenge that I have, or what, what's always like an ongoing thing, is finding like really capable leaders, like either for, like GMs for businesses or or key people in, inside of the business. You know, because like this is like what I and what I'm focusing the most. Everything else can just you know block and tackle.
0: Where do you where do you go to find these GMs? How do you how do you how do you find them? It's it's a lot of networking.
1: You know, it's just like doing podcasts going to events meeting people just providing value to people and then at some point it it always comes back somehow mis- mysteriously you know i'm not not like super focused for example when i'm going to SaaS, like oh i'm gonna find like somebody who's gonna lead xyz business oh, i'm just gonna go the flow and hang out with people have fun and then if something happens it happens you know i'm, I'm not too too crazy about this it's also something in general that I want to do stuff that I really enjoy doing and that's fun. I don't want to do anything else because then I'm I'm always at my best and it's it's just flowing, you know, I'm in state of flow versus just like eh, grinding.
0: You do networking, you send various events or whatever networking events and then build like a virtual bench of hey this person could be a good gm you know if i started such and such business or something like that yeah
1: yeah correct i use get Dex. it's a super cool personal crm where you can kind of put in for example hey i want to talk with alex at least every quarter and then if we don't talk you know it's connected to linkedin email etc cetera, etc cetera, and calendar if we don't talk it pops up so like hey you haven't talked with alex in, in too long just like reach out to him so this is kind of like how i'm staying on top of like a large amount of of people
0: very cool. What was the name, sorry, there?
1: It's Dex, D-E-X, and the URL is getdex.com.
0: Okay, very cool. I'll check that out. First, I'm hearing about that, so we'll have a look at that. Personal CRM, probably something that's could uh, benefit from. Something I know about you, David, is that S is something that you're pretty passionate about and that you've implemented across your businesses. Uh, everybody, Not everyone knows what EOS is, right? So let, let, let's kind of start with that. What is EOS. And then we can maybe sort of like drill down, you know, a little bit into there and, you know, the impact that it has for you, you know, and your businesses.
1: So EOS stands for Entrepreneurial Operating System. And it revolves around a book called Traction, Get a Grip on Your Business by Gino Wickman. It's the website, is eosworldwide.com. And it's basically an operating system for your business. And I'm such a fanatic with this because I all these things, you know, for example, vision, mission values, I thought it's like, who needs that, you know, I'd rather build product, you know, and not not seeing the value in it. I thought like you do this for the presentation for your VC, and then you kind of like, maybe put it on the website, and then you never look at it again. But it's actually like one of the best tools to manage your business and have clarity and to give direction. And at Max CDN, we grew very fast, and we did not communicate our mission, vision values to anybody in the team. And then we ended up running into 10 different directions and really halted the business. And we realized that this was the, you know, the why, why, why we were stuck. And then we implemented proper mission vision values and it started flowing again. Uh, not only, not only vision mission values, but, but a few other things and all these things that we learned with a lot of blood, sweat and tears is perfectly described in traction, you know? So it's like, it's, I was like, Holy cow. If we would have had this before maxidian or during maxidian we would have sold for like 10 X and I would not have gray hair in my beard, you know? So, 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 it basically helps you to figure out your mission, vision, values, how to run proper meetings, how to see if you have the right people in the right seats. Uh, you know, meeting cadences, it's yeah, it's it's a holistic system on how to run your business.
0: Yeah, I mean, like my personal experience with it, I mean, like for the first three years of SaaS stock, we didn't have like a, a business operating system. I don't think we had a mission, vision or values sort of either. And then I think it was really kind of around a about sort of like year three, we started to see this was actually, you know, kind of the time when something like this would be helpful. And I think at almost every SAS. conference, as well, and especially like at the SaaS society events where I could actually spend some time talking to other entrepreneurs, you know, I was hearing about EOS and traction and, you know, have you read this book, etc. So I, I took my time to, to kind of do it and or read it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it it just kind of like struck a huge chord in in terms of thinking about how these things can be really, you you know, pivotal for the business. Then we went about trying to implement it ourselves. I had a a very smart junior in the team kind of like own it. And I think it did take, you know, us sort of quite a while, you know, perhaps like, you know, across the course of a year to start to really kind of get a grip with EOS and then, you, you know, start to see some of the... The benefits in the business but yeah i think i think now like you, you know I, I couldn't imagine certainly a company you, you know of a size well i i, I don't know like w- where when do you start like you know implementing the us i guess with you at the very beginning right yeah very
1: beginning like having the vto division traction organizers like to kind of like know what what are we actually building here is, is super crucial but i think if you have a running business i think like once you have like five people ten people then like it really starts you know especially once you have. i think once you have 25 people you need something like this otherwise you just you, you're gonna have like yeah
0: you you'll feel a lot of pain yeah so so you, you can get i mean a, a lot of companies they they get these there's this coaching these implementers yeah and, and to some companies pay these advisors or coaches to, to come in in your case like how do you implement eos i guess you've got this experience so i mean are you using coaches or are you you doing it yourself
1: I did it myself because I kind of implemented all these things before, just not knowing that, you know, how how the U.S. way is, is, or like ha- not having heard about the book. Biggest game changer for me, and this is also where I always start, is the level 10 meetings. For those of you who don't, don't know what this is, it's, it's a structured meeting agenda. It's it's always the same. I feel like I can kind of kind of walk through this, but this was the absolute game changer. and This has lots of elements of, of EOS, like you know, the, the tracking sheet and, you know, bunch of things and the it's called the kpi sheet and the the rocks basically the the big things that you want to implement in the next 90 days has lots of elements of eos so i was like to start with the level 10 meeting and also you know a lot of people hate meetings They think like it's a waste of time and with the level 10 meetings at the end of the meeting you ask like if you would rate this meeting from zero to ten where would it be and if it's below an eight you have to tell the others why is it below an eight so you kind of like always improve and, and fix stuff, you know, and, and get better at it. And we, we took this concept a little further and we have an error log in all of my businesses where every mess up, every error that we commit, customer complaints, whatever it is, we put into the error log and then we look at the error log and the managing meeting. There's like, you know, what happened? And most importantly there's what do we have to change to make sure this never happens again? Which SOP do we change? You know, what what do we learn from this? So we're kind of like a self-healing machine and, Nobody gets in, 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 in trouble for committing an error. If you make the same error 10 times, then we got to have a talk, but it's cool, you know, just move fast and break things. But if you don't add the mistake to the error log, you're going to rip your head off. That's like the only, that's, that's, that's the rule basically. It has been working phenomenally well. I do, also do this for my personal life. Whenever something doesn't work the way I want it, like I list it and then I contemplate what can I do to make sure this doesn't happen again. So kind of like always learning from, from failure
0: what is the outcome for you your businesses of having eos in there like what if you didn't have it what what would what would it look like i guess direction knowing
1: what you what you really want to build and who you're building it for you know cuz you could build like this you know like attach your his phone to the cup, so that may make sense, but but not really. Uh, I actually heard Jack Ma speak at a conference, and he said, every day smart people from our organization come to me and say, like, hey, let's build this thing, you know, let's add this feature, and so this would make us X X dollars, and he said, like, that's that's cool, but let me run this through my filter, and this filter is the vision and mission statement. If it if it's in line with the mission and vision, then he considers it, and if not, he says, like, you know, get lost, and this, you know, a lot of FOMO goes away once once you have this, like, clear north star in terms of where we're moving to and you know other things just like having proper cadence every 90 days you plan the next 90 days you know so it's, i think it's really important otherwise you just also don't don't get ahead and yeah that's it's just like you build a well oiled machine when you implement this, this system otherwise it's kind of just like everything's kind of ad hoc and you you react more you don't act you know you don't plan
0: I mean, I, I agree on all, all of those things. And again, I think, you know, for, for those that are listening, just have a look at the, the book Traction, Get a Grip on Your Business by Gino Wickman. Another another good one is Scaling Up by Vern Harnish. And I, I know there, there, there are a lot of like crossover between the two. Traction is probably i think i mean would you say it's, f- if it's fair to say that if you're under 10 million in revenue probably traction might be a little bit more like suitable but if you're looking to build like a 100 million dollar business uh, plus scaling up could be the one what are your thoughts on that
1: you know you know i've read scaling up but because it was like so redundant with traction i just kind of flipped through it you know so i, I don't i can't answer that yeah. but i should probably i just joined eo you know so kind of like scaling up kind of like the thing there because i guess he he found the deal so i'll i'll re- reread it it's all modest.
0: yeah it's a it, it, it is good but it's it's more it feels like more of a manual more technical it's not the, the most enjoyable read but it it, it it is very very good whereas traction is just a lot kind of like easier to read and i, I think it just feels that you, it, if you're at that earlier stage it's uh, it's probably the one to go for
1: there's one called. It's also from the EOS guys. It's basically traction in story form, kind of like a, how traction is being implemented into a business and like how they struggled before. I think it's called Get a Grip. But yeah, if you go to EOS worldwide, there's another one. It's in, if you like story form more than then this is
0: probably the book for you. Interesting. All right, no, we'll, we'll check that out. If you could kind of go back to you, let's say uh, post Max CDN world and what you're doing now. This stage of your entrepreneurial life we're running you know multiple businesses or involved in multiple businesses. if you could go back to when you started this particular stage of your entrepreneurial life, what advice would you give yourself? I guess finding finding my
1: why earlier you know it's like it took, took me a while I was felt kind of lost and really bored by just hanging hanging out and yeah contemplating my why and and why i do what i do and or like kind of defining my personal mission and vision you know kind of what's what's my purpose here defining this because like once i had this i had like a lot of clarity and it was became very easy to execute and i didn't feel lost anymore so kind of like kind of self-reflect more on on what what do you really want
0: Thanks for sharing that. You you are a member of the SAS founder membership. Why why did you join? You know what value do you get from an organization like the SAS founder membership?
1: As I mentioned before I love networking, I love peer learning, I love learning from other entrepreneurs and I love hanging out with entrepreneurs. It's just yeah, I I kind of almost only hang out with entrepreneurs. It's kind of maybe some people say it's sad, but just like this is this is the crowd of people I I enjoy and yeah just just lear, learning from others is is what i get out of it and also i live in in, in bottom turkey which is absolutely gorgeous but it's a vacation destination and finding other entrepreneurs you find people but they're always in construction or they have hotels and i like to hang out with the the nerds you know tech nerds so this is why i i love being in in the community
0: i think there's nothing sad with liking to hang out with other entrepreneurs i'm 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 with you Uh, I I like to hang out with other entrepreneurs and I get to do that for my job, which means that, you know, I I really like my job. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And you you are coming back, you're leaving Bodrum in October and you're coming to Dublin as you're returning to Southstock. But this time you're speaking, which we're excited about. You, i know it's a little bit early but have you got any ideas in terms of what you're going to be speaking about and and also what are you looking forward to about uh, sas talk being back in dublin
1: oh i i can't wait to come back to sas it's my favorite conference of the year and it has not been happening for a while as as you know just i mean virtual but not, not in person is and also sas society is, is super cool i love love the sas society part so I'm, I'm super excited so it's like family reunion you know you kind of meet so many friends that you always see in on the conference circuit uh, circus circuit yeah but yeah this is i'm I'm super pumped about this and i'll speak on how how i run 10 businesses without going crazy and it's a lot about self-mastery and how to how can you be on your personal a-game and applying business principles to your personal life basically some some managing happiness stuff because it's i've seen you know the results myself and also with all my team leads or or business partners uh,
0: how they're thriving
1: since they have implemented so I want, I want to share this with you guys awesome
0: well looking forward to to seeing that actually i must connect to you well I'll we'll see but there's an entrepreneur who's in a peer group that i'm in who is an eos coach who also has had some successful exits who is also running probably as many businesses as you. So you, there's the, something that you, you both have in common. So probably worth a connection there. So you can talk about why why you both run have chosen to run, you know, 10 plus businesses each, something like that. But maybe you guys are you're on, onto something. Uh, I, I'd love to. I'm, I'm going to connect you into, uh, into Sid. And uh, yeah, David, where can people find you online?
1: I mean, the usual social networks, LinkedIn, Facebook, etc. You know, feel free to connect if you tell me that you heard heard me on alex's podcast and I'll, I'll definitely connect otherwise i get a lot of linkedin spam so i'm, I'm not connecting with everybody if you just hit connect and i may not accept but if you tell me where you, where you found me then absolutely we'd love to chat
0: well david Hensel, thank you so much for being a guest today on the the sas revolution show you know super excited to see you again you know in dublin you know uh, in person really looking forward to that but thanks so much for sharing with the sass audience today
1: likewise thank you alex
0: Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the SaaS Revolution Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you learned something from it, check out sasdoc.com forward slash events to find all the upcoming SaaS conferences around the world. Want exclusive SaaS content and actionable insights to grow your SaaS? Join our community of over 36,000 SaaS founders at sasdoc.com.